what is up everybody welcome to the channel my name is chris i have a special guest with me today that i'm going to pull up in just a second in this video we're going to be talking about ftx the entire situation what happened from start to finish and just kind of have a casual conversation about it things are still progressing things are still getting weird so uh, we're going to kind of debunk all of that i mean sbf right now as i'm live is is tweeting and we're going to talk about those tweets and talk about why is he not in prison or where is he at uh lots of conspiracies lots of speculation but yeah, let's uh, we'll just rip the band aid right off and, and get on to the content. So, uh, my special guest it today is none other than Kyle Wilson. Welcome, Kyle. Uh oh, you missed it. I'm Batman. <laughs> there it I, is. I, I'm SPF. Well, dang, if you would have led with that, I would have just said Batman. <laughs> my special guest is Batman today. Well, Bro. I mean, nor confirm nor, nor deny. So, yeah, what a week, man. What a week, like. God, like, you know, as we're live right now, like I said earlier, this dude's tweeting, man. He's saying, you know, he sent what like yesterday or yeah, yesterday, and then he sent to H 15 hours ago, and then he's kind of within the last few hours, he's kind of finishing it, you know. I, I'm guessing that it's going to be what happened, but this dude, this dude just lost billions of dollars. People have done really bad things based off of this harm that this guy has caused in their lives, and he, he's uh, engagement farming right now yeah that's uh definitely not the move like this guy's reputation is just in the gutter and it's not coming out like in crypto land when you do when stuff like this happens on even just a minor level or a fraction of what he did uh your reputation never recovers i mean this is just irrevocable like damage that he can never take back unless I mean, it's just nobody's going to trust him. His name is, no. it's just done. There's too many, um, you know, like federal, like SEC connections and weird stuff and shady stuff in the background that people are bringing to light. So, yeah, I just don't see him coming back anytime soon. Yeah, no, he won't, dude. I mean, he needs to be in prison for this of his life, honestly. And I, I, like, typically, I'm like anti cancel culture because I feel like sometimes people get canceled for like mistakes that don't really hurt other people but they made a stupid mistake and they should uh, of course experience repercussions but i don't think they should be canceled for life on things but yeah so to fill you in if you're watching this you have no idea what we're talking about this is the ceo of ftx uh recently involved with lending money and using other people's money and essentially losing it and then going bankrupt and it being backed by nothing and so uh, on top of all of that uh after filing for bankruptcy and people not being able to get their money back anymore uh, flees to the Bahamas or he's in the Bahamas and there's apparently a hack that goes on that takes another 600 million from FTX uh, which is customer funds that will never be seen again and again let me let me make this very clear hack hack it's not it's no hack SBF clearly it was an inside job the auditor for FTX even said that it looks like his inside job it wasn't a random hack from outside this was straight in from the inside FTX uh, took 600 more million of funds the guy is still not arrested and currently we're looking at him tweeting right now yeah, it's it doesn't look very pretty, um, and this is just exclusive to just FTX. I mean, there could be other cascading effects. Um, so we we could be looking at you know Crypto.com. We could be looking at like other platforms and projects going belly up. So this yeah. has kind of infected the crypto market. So this isn't just uh, limited to FTX. This is uh, you know massive exposure to the to the space and. Uh, kind of a that ripple effect that we've seen with like Luna, Voyager, uh, which those were kind of much, you know, in a sense, those were big too. And I think Luna was like, 
I mean, in terms of the market cap, it was like what sixty billion. Uh, so that was significant. But this is like really significant because a lot of projects were counting on uh, the, the, their funding. They had some of their tokens locked in the exchange. Um, some projects were wrapped up in Solana. So you, you have to consider that too. Uh, Sam had yeah. invested a lot into Solana and a lot of these projects are Solana based and had um, put a lot of their liquidity into Sol, and ha- that just disappeared and vaporized overnight. So um, this in terms of market cap in, in billions of dollars lost uh, could far exceed Luna, Voyager and things like that just from the ripple effect. I have the Solana chart pulled up here. As you said, this directly affected Solana. It's down 53%. It's actually down 57% in one week. Uh, and that was after a bounce. It actually touched like $12. And not right now, it's sitting at $14.02. Um, yeah, like you said, this hurts the entire market. This hurts so much. I mean, it, I'm not even allowed to talk about it right now, but it affected me pretty personally. And I had nothing tied in FTX uh, because of the funds. And even on a greater scale, um, he invested into a political party like uh he he backed a political party pretty highly so this is going to affect a much larger scale than just a couple of uh, nft projects in the crypto market we also saw some things like um block buy which was pushed out by some major influencers in the space and and not that i'm i'm giving them a hard time for pushing it out but when you have a when you have somebody with millions of followers saying hey go go use block buy and then they kind of buy some stuff get the yield and don't worry about it and then BlockFi comes back and says, hey, you can't get your money back anymore. You know, like that that's significant, you know, like and again, I don't blame those influencers for that. But this is, you know, what other what other platforms are going to go down? And there's obviously a lot of talk about Crow right now or, or Crypto.com. Uh, their coin has been fluctuating a lot because like people are trading based on speculation it's actually up 13 percent right today uh so if you bought last night you'll be up 13 percent overnight but uh there's gonna be a trickle effect do you like nft projects crypto platforms everything is gonna feel this um yeah superstar andre was one of block huge supporters uh i'm a i'm a fan of andre it just sucks to be in the shoes right now you know one of the reasons yeah just you know grandma's FTX sponsored. Oh, yeah. Here, get this. FTX sponsored Graham in almost every video. But if you've uh, if you're familiar with them, uh, they all made this channel called Millennial Minute, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's vaporized is, now. <laughs> yeah. So Millennial Minute, sure, right? One of the primary uh, sponsors of Millennial Minute is actually none other than FTX. And yeah. so, if you're wondering like how they're doing, uh, I don't even remember how this. I can't believe I'm on the spot right now. Let me uh, let me pull this down uh, and then pull it back up. Uh, no, it's... I'll, I'll, I'll show you how Millennial Minute's doing. Um, yeah. I'll, millennial Money, Millennial Money, not Minute. That's why well, I was. How many subscribers do you think they have? I mean, it's fairly new. It was a fairly new podcast, and it already had like a couple hundred thousand uh, subscribers. Almost so, 10 million views. Bro. 10 million views, probably like mm-hmm. 200,000, 250,000 subscribers at least, I'm sure, or something like that. I'm sure somebody could look it up. Our social blade is another tool you can kind of look I, at. I just had it up earlier today, and now it's unless they took it down within the last hour because they didn't no, delete they, the channel. Oh yeah, I think <clears throat> from what I saw, they're deleting and process to delete the channel. So I don't know. Uh, I didn't watch the whole like four one one on that, but I, 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 oh, you did. Okay, wow. Yeah. So here it is. M, Ooh, just M. Hundred and sixty nine thousand subscribers, and um, they ended it on uh, sixty nine. Um, um, they did, they did. <laughs> um, 
10 million views. 10 million. Uh, again, I, if you're just joining this, um, I'm not trashing these people. I'm pointing something. I'm pointing out how much of a trickle effect this will have because Millennial Minute, or Millennial Money, I keep on saying Minute. Millennial Money is made up of Graham Stephan, Andre Jick, Meet Kevin, and uh, uh, Jeremy. I always just call him Socks Jeremy or something like that. Um, Anyways, these are huge influencers in the finance space, not the crypto space, but they did kind of like border on crypto. And I think a lot of them decided that they're going to start making, putting Bitcoin in their videos, you know, the safest of, of the tokens, of course. And then like kind of dabbled in Ethereum. And then, you know, if you're watching this, you're from Vivi. Andre even made, you know, videos alluding to Omi or Vivi. But uh, so they all went together and made this channel that was sponsored by FTX and it was sponsored by a couple of other other things as well. But FTX was in every one of their videos of the logo. Go buy crypto from FTX on this. And again, I'm not. Oh, slamming it was a full sponsorship. Yeah, it was like yeah, channel yeah. wide. Yeah. And I'm not slamming them for this because like, you know, it, it was it's not like they could have predicted that this is going to happen. Um, yeah. I, I hope I hope that nobody had predicted that. this. That's was tough. Happen. I mean, content creator yeah. position to be in that position and to get paid, you know, for us, that's kind of a dream, you know, that's so. Yeah. And they, you know, between the four of them, they've onboarded probably millions of users and who've spent a lot of money and a lot of people lost, you know, their funds are now gone uh, via FTX. Um, so you think these, the, I, my whole point of even saying this isn't to scrutinize these content creators. It's to say, like, do you think they're going to mention Bitcoin anytime soon? You think they're going to mention Ethereum anytime soon? No, right. this is going to be a background of their thing. Like, maybe, like, when it's safe again, they'll come out. But, like, they're not going to be recommending right. anything. And they're not even going to trust affiliates. Like, because a lot of times these uh, content creators will work with companies that give them affiliates so that they get a certain amount of money from that company. And a lot of times, even though everybody wants to say that it's because... Uh, they just want the money. No, they trust the company, and then yeah, they'll take that extra bonus on top of trusting this company. Who's gonna? Who are they gonna trust? Who Who's gonna come to them? Binance could come to them right now and say, "Hey, we'll give you money for like a sign up bonus." Graham's not gonna make a video on like with that. He's not gonna take the risk again because this like is a huge dent to credibility uh, from the general audience. So, I don't know what's your thoughts on that, Kyle. Like, you think you think they're gonna be promoting exchanges or even crypto anytime soon? So, yeah, I mean, just to provide a little context there, I watched them for a while, uh, all, all, at least Graham and uh, mainly Graham. I, I've seen Graham quite a bit over the years, meet Kevin as well before he blew up. And uh, and Andre was, I, I got exposed to him actually through the VV community when he started doing Omi videos. But oh, nice. uh, yeah, so I was actually reverse on on the, the whole discovering Andre, but um <clears throat> Yeah, it was interesting to see them kind of evolve from going from like super safe investments and like traditional investing, like real estate stocks, and then move. Th then they started talking about like crypto and Bitcoin because they saw that the future is going to crypto and they probably felt compelled that they needed to do more in crypto because that was the future. And then they started, of course, getting the sponsorship FTX. I mean, FTX was everywhere. I mean, it was kind of even my dream to be sponsored by like a, a big exchange like that, that. Uh, in my mind was going to be one of the first, like, you know, one of the first really popular exchanges in, in America. And hopefully, you know, that would be, you know, in a, in, in a sense be regulated to, you know, I don't know, provide a path to regulation and how things should be done in crypto, but it's been the exact opposite. And uh, obviously we know now that FTX obviously collapsed and uh, filed for bankruptcy so for those guys, Andre, Graham, Kevin, and, and the rest of all those other YouTubers in the finance space, they put their necks out there. 
And, uh, you know, they probably were like, hey, we're, we're finally over here in crypto land. Let's do this. Let's go all in. And as soon as they went all in, they just got their heads chopped off. I mean, talk about like, yeah, not, not only hit to their credibility, uh, but that's going to be a massive hit for the future of, of crypto in, in what they accept in terms of affiliates or promoting. Uh, these guys might not talk about crypto for a long time. They might stick to stocks for the foreseeable future. Uh, it, you know, they may talk about like maybe just Bitcoin and that's it. Uh, I, I don't know if we see them promote anything uh, even, um, you know, exchange related. We, you know, in terms of Binance, Binance is obviously like the number one now, like, you know, undisputed. Yeah. But even then it's like Binance takes a hit of credibility too because of FTX. It's like, well, can we really trust any exchange period now? And that's what the traditional uh, investor like creators are going to be asking themselves. Like we can't even promote any exchange at this point because, you know, the mainstream media, the mainstream user may not even trust exchanges like at all. I mean, so it's a big uh, snowball effect um, all across the board. And who wants to go through the process of just finding out about crypto and, and knowing that you have to buy off an exchange and then you have to send it, you have to make a wallet and then you have to send it to that wallet. And even that's not super safe. Like that's, that's such a halt in growth for the mainstream to care about. Um, you know, I just, this is going to get bad, Kyle. You know, like I, I know you've been in crypto for a long time. When did you start? Uh, well, I started hard in 2017. That's when I really got uh, really involved. Do you think like, can this be compared to 2017 or like, cause I know there was BitConnect fallout. Uh, like how would you compare this to the BitConnect fallout or how would you compare this to 2017 crash? It's, I would say this is almost bigger in a sense because this was front and center. So with 2018, the crash there, it was just like on Bitcoin and Bitcoin was like, you know, touted as, you know, digital gold and all that. Everybody knows that kind of the story of Bitcoin. So it, its own credibility was kind of being tested. So it wasn't like, obviously this is a decentralized token. So it's like, you know, Bitcoin's going to do what Bitcoin does no matter what people think. So even if it crashed for a period, obviously the value is still there in, in the sense that, you know, you can store your your currency in, in like a hedge, like a, it's like a hedge against inflation. So like you can't really argue against, I mean, it's hard to argue against that, right? So with FTX, it was, you know, people at the at the forefront and the center. And not only that, like crypto went mainstream this past year, you know, with NFTs, we had crypto, we had you know, obviously SBF, thought, everybody thought he was like the Elon Musk of crypto. And it just turned out that that was not the case. And this is causing massive implications. I mean, if you look at mainstream media, they're all over this. I mean, this is going to be one of the, biggest stories for a long time um aside from mount gox in the in the early days of crypto so this is this could be um this is potentially bigger than any event that has uh, happened just because of the publicity sake you know so many creators finally got around to making that content as we mentioned earlier yeah. and uh and people finally kind of felt safe about crypto in a sense like oh we're finally going to get to a place where uh crypto feels safe and that is not the case it just it was almost like watching that like rocket lift off to space and you're like, yay, we're going to the moon. And then that rocket just like crumbles in, you know, before it even gets to space. And you're like, oh my God, what happened? Like the Apollo, you know, rocket. 
back in, you know, back in the day. And it's just like this horrific event watching unfold and very unfortunate. You know, you, you would think that in crypto, the trustless type of, you know, mantra where it's like, Oh, don't trust, uh, but verify. So everything's about verification. This is not what had happened at all. Like accredited investors had dumped millions of dollars into FTX to invest without even doing due diligence. So this, um, this is just a nightmare scenario for crypto. Yeah, man. And it affects everybody, not just the people that were on FTX, but obviously those that were affected, you know, f- from FTX, uh, they, they got hit the worst. I think one of the most annoying parts to me, especially with Thanksgiving around the, the corner, that's a holiday that we all get together for and eat. Um, and then like uh, all the other holidays that are coming up, you know, the family, like what happened to crypto? You know, it's a scam. We told you it's a scam. But here's the thing. This whole situation is actually anti-crypto. Like, it's the whole problem with this is centralized exchanges. It was sending money and trusting a singular entity to take care of your funds. It was not at the base. Bitcoin did not do this. Ethereum did not do this. Omi, I saw somebody in the Omi. Omi did not do this. What did this was trusting this fool, trusting this person who just gambled your money away, who's just obviously not, he shouldn't have been in that position. He shouldn't have been dealing with billions of funds and it crumbled and he's filing for bankruptcy and he probably even you know allowed the hack to happen to steal a couple uh, extra 600 million like that's what happened so the the problem is the centralized exchanges the problem is not the decentralization or anything to do with crypto so crypto at its core like this is fine but my concern and i'll leave this question back to you is that it, it probably will hurt the credibility of crypto so much and we're probably going to get regulated to hell bro like 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 all jokes aside, like the regulations that could come from this. And it, it's crazy because he was so trusted. He was he put a ton of the funds into a political party, man. He was backing up a political party, you know, with the funds from FTX. So like this goes on like a, on an even larger scale because the government was actually directly involved with this. Not just that we saw major names, not just influencers, but major names that know Sam, know his family. Both of his parents are lawyers, I believe. Uh, the girl at Alameda is involved. In, like there's so much tie to this. I just feel like we're either going to get regulated or we're going to get distrusted. So even at the core, if crypto doesn't change, how are we going to regain that trust in the system? Or how's that, how is the system going to uh, regain that trust in crypto? Yeah. So before I get into that, it's just like you said, I mean, this is a centralized system that was the uh, downfall of it all. There's no trust. uh, There's no verification behind this. There's no board of member, you know, there's no board of members or whatever, uh, board members on this panel of FTX. It was just Sam at the top. And uh, it was just like, no, there was no transparency in this business. It looked like something out of like, what was it? Uh, Elizabeth Holmes and the whole Theranos situation. I mean, just a complete, you know, Ponzi scheme is basically what this was. And it also, I would say to a degree is the government's fault. I mean, this is on Gary Gensler's watch. I mean, he didn't do anything to progress the innovation of DeFi, true DeFi, when they could have just essentially helped promote why, you know, DeFi is is here, the innovation behind it, the innovation behind crypto and its actual real mantra of decentralization. When, you know, users are able to actually um, use like actual DeFi protocols, there's no human being behind it. Um, the only like fails, the only pretty much the only like points of failures are like bridges which bridges do get hacked because there's a human element behind that but in terms of like swaps and and liquidity pools those are 
Um, I wouldn't say like they're not sheer proof, but if you look at if you look at the chart, it's like a minuscule. Like this, there's this amount of hacks that have happened versus collapses that are far way far exceed true DeFi. I mean, when you're talking about central uh, platforms that have gotten hacked or failed, it, I mean the number is way up here on a bar chart compared to DeFi, which is like five percent of that. So um, it proves that DeFi is much more safe. And, and much much more secure because again you're you're swapping in and out using your own metamask and you can take that out of your metamask even and put it on a on cold storage on a ledger or whatever so in terms of that there's like way more fail safes and there's way more protection there i don't know how we get back honestly i mean it's going to be a while like i i've seen on cnbc even the head of uh, coindesk i think it was um talk about this may be a crypto ice age instead of a crypto winter and so that's kind of yeah. scary for crypto and while i am going to be doing my due diligence and and being uh very smart investing wise i'm not going to be putting you know i'm not going to be blowing tons of money put putting my racks into any coin at this point i might do like the very top coins um and i may do some swing trades here and there um if i see a good move uh, I, I have experience in trading, so people don't need to copy me or what I'm doing. I'm just going to be intelligently accumulating over the next, you know, year or two or maybe three, depending on what the market is, because we are still in like a global economic meltdown. I mean, in terms of the global economy, um, while the economy was down, this happened. So this is like horrific um, timing wise. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it honestly could not have came at. A worse time it, it's almost like it was you know i don't want to get too much in the conspiracies but <laughs> with with um sam backing up um a political party and, and again I, this isn't a political channel I, I don't care which party it was the fact that all this is happening at the same time right after everything is you know it it's almost i you know i've, I've heard it on, on pretty big stages but it's almost like he's the face of something bigger and like i would not rule out that possibility uh it's a very real um possibility there well, I mean, you have the some of the the brightest minds in crypto. They're tweeting all about it and uh, how there's connections there. They they already are not excited about the government in terms of um, how slow the legislation has been in terms of like pro crypto, um, because again, other countries are far ahead of the United States, and for the United States to be behind, be behind in technology is it, kind of alarming, and it shows like a trend as like. You know, America was always known for innovation and it always has been and not probably always will be, hopefully. But like for them to not pass anything and, and to slow this up obviously spells out there's some obvious um, manipulation or, you know, there's some definitely backdoor talks that are happening, obviously, at the highest level. So um, it's, it's just you put two and two together and, you know, two plus two equals, you know, four. So <laughs> I don't want to two things. Um, I don't want to throw this on them because I don't. I haven't seen the proof yet. But apparently, Huga had some assets in FTX. So you, the royalties of Huga uh, were able to be stored in FTX. And somehow, some way, uh, Huga, by the way, is the uh, the ecosystem behind Board API Club. Um, somehow, some way, they're able to get that money out. You know, that's crazy, huh? It's just crazy how things work. Um, Kobe in the comments said, uh, talking about how crypto needs regulation. While I agree 100% with that, I'm just worried this is going to go overboard with it. You know, I think we need to be regulated, but I don't. Within a with a catastrophic event like this, between this Luna, Celsius, uh, Voyager, uh, like all of those, like. 
it's i'm scared they're going to regulate it out of even a point of where you, you can't even use maybe even def so what's going to happen is they could push the narrative to say all of crypto right all of crypto is bad and i i think that that's probably what the narrative is going to be um is that they're going to say you know they're going to loop in DeFi, which is actually way much safer than centralized exchanges so that's what our fear is is that these legislators are going to push to make themselves obviously look good and look like the savior of this whole situation when all reality, it should have been the actual true decentralization, which has actually been the hero uh, up until now. Um, you know, so I, we could see yeah, overregulation, which could be a nightmare, but yeah, some, I think regulation in terms of centralized mechanisms, centralized exchanges should be key here and they should have tr boards uh, um, and, some sort of way you can actually or look at their their order books and you can look at their balance sheets some you know i don't know some way that provides transparency into what you're putting your money into like what you do with a stock exchange so this is um this is just uh yeah this is just not good uh in terms of po what politics may do to this uh industry yeah, it would be it'd be ideal that if they could just take what the stock exchanges do and do that with it, but it's a little bit more complicated than that. I actually had somebody today try to hack into one of my stock exchanges, um, and it ended up like they couldn't get in because I used TFA on everything. Um, but yeah, was, you know, even if that even if that would have went further, I would have probably been able to get that money back. It'd have just been with a, a pretty big headache. Um, I'm reading some of the comments real quick. See if anybody wanted to input on the. Yo, thanks for fun, fun Under the Sun. I said two awesome YouTubers. Yeah, I didn't say it at the beginning, but Kyle obviously has a YouTube channel. Just hit 10K, baby. Let's go. That's awesome, hey, man. Yeah. I'm super, super excited for you. Uh, yeah, Kyle is at 10K. Appreciate I'll obviously tag him in this video and uh, put his channel underneath. So be sure to be sub to Kyle Um, you know, if, if you're not already. We'll also both be at Decon this week, so super exciting about that. Um, But yeah, man, this I just had to go live and... and talk about this because it's it's bigger than people think it is like i see people making jokes about it and i see i, I joke about everything so like i, I kind of get that <laughs> um but also yeah, you've been on the joking like, uh rampage lately <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i troll a lot uh but at the end of the day this is a very serious you know situation um and he says I, I this I, is yeah 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 just, <laughs> get, get super serious oh it is it is though yeah no uh, Get your crypto off exchanges. Get them onto. I don't know about my ledger close to me, but get them onto a ledger. Yeah, I don't have a ledger close to me. Um, get them onto a ledger. You know, get them on a, at the very minimum onto a hot wallet, like as soon as you possibly can. Um, I see people are like, oh, you know, why? Why is everybody scared right now? Selling off, blah blah. Like, dude, this could, <laughs> like, this could be so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just based on the the first reaction, the first wave of reactions, it's it's like pretty bad when you see like people deleting entire like YouTube, YouTube channels and like CNBC, like all the mainstream media are, are really starting to dig in on this story. And uh, it's probably not going to slow up. And what we're going to see is, you know, we're going to see politicians jump on those shows and tell them what they think. And mm -hmm. um, so we're, we're just at the beginning, you know, this is like the tip of the iceberg. I had a video I wanted to pull up, but I don't know if I'll be able to find it in time. Uh, uh, I I let me re or keep on stressing that I I really like Andre. Andre was one of the first financial YouTubers that really taught me a lot about dividends, 
Um, I like his personality, so whatever. But I did see a pretty funny Instagram, a reel about like him talking about BlockFi, like, oh, I love BlockFi. This is the yield I saw that get. one. And, yeah, and he, he was even like, uh, you know, this is just crazy. You get this much yield. Like, it almost sounds, I, I don't remember what he said, but it almost sounds unreal. And then it like follows up the video with like, all right, please take your money off BlockFi. <laughs> you know, get, get oh, it man. somewhere else. Yeah. And I, I think like, Obviously, that should have been prefaced a little harder, but you know he wasn't thinking about it. But like, of sure, buy on here, but make sure to store safely somewhere else. You know, yeah. and maybe if there's any kind of like harsh feedback, I would give. Which again, who would have known? Uh, if there's any like harsh feedback, I'd give is if they were just giving him like a higher affiliate. If he got people to keep it on there, then you know that could be a yellow flag right there. You know, like hey, if you get people to buy and keep it so that they can get an eight percent yield on bitcoin you know then we'll give you more money for your affiliate i'm not saying that happened i'm just saying like if that was the case i could see that being a little sketchy but you know in, instead of just saying hey use my BlockFi link you can buy crypto you can buy bitcoin with my BlockFi link it gets us both money and then send it somewhere else you know send it yeah. send it to a, a safe place i i don't see anything wrong with that like what, what do you think i mean yeah it's it's tough you know it's a tough situation to be in when um again though no, i don't they're, they've specialized in stocks, you know, I don't, I, they haven't really been making too much crypto content for like the past several years, or uh, I don't know how involved they've been in crypto. So um, it's tough, you know, it's tough to be in that situation. You think that this company is like all gravy, you know, it's, it's the best company. I know a lot of people that put money into BlockFi, even like some crypto savvy people in uh, it, it's a tough situation, so it's hard to just put it on them and, and what they promoted. Um, yeah, again, it's just like one of those situations that's tough for everybody, and I, I don't blame them. I don't I don't think they're nefarious. I, I think they tried to do um, tried to help people. And while I do think the rewards were high, and I always get really cautious of like eight percent, ten percent. I'm like, ooh, I don't know about that. Like, how are they making that? Um, and then you start having people what happened with, I think Luna or people start over leveraging. So they'll stake, they'll basically earn rewards and then use those rewards to like buy more and then use that to like leverage. And then they keep repeating this until they're like super overextended. And that's how you can have a collapse in the, in that ecosystem. So, um, even yield farming is like not sustainable because, you know, yield farming, which was a fairly new concept of putting your money into a you know a protocol and you would basically like get yield for the for uh you know putting your money into that 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 pool or staking it rather so you're staking it and you're getting a yield and you can reinvest well the problem is you actually had alameda research put they were actually like a yield farm you know uh destroy death star I mean, they would go to all these different protocols and yield farm like mad crazy. And so you'd be like, oh, sweet. I'm going to put my money in this yield farm and uh, farm some tokens. No, because Alameda would like dunk on you. So you're, you're thinking you're going to you know, make a bunch of money and stake your money up for six months to a year. Alameda would just rip the, rip the rug right from underneath you and you lose all your, your yield and your crypto is worthless. And so that's what, that's how Alameda actually, in my opinion, how they blew up um, doing stuff like that. And even if you look at some of the videos from their CEO, that, that chick, I was um, pulling she, that up right now. <laughs> yeah. She mentions in her videos, like what's today's agenda farming these weird tokens that like are on the internet that, that look like a joke, but that's what we're doing. And that's exactly how Alameda blew up.
Yeah, this is her. Uh, this is the your trust. This is where you put your money and trusted it. By the way, if you're buying and if you're giving her money. Yeah, absolutely. I could pull it off without my math degree. <laughs> use very little math. Um, no math. Use a lot of like uh, elementary school math. This is gonna be some big trading trips. Is very important. Um, <laughs> we tend not to have things like stop losses no I stop losses aren't necessarily a great risk management tool it's not funny it's like it's just example of a what trader i've <laughs> lost a ton of money um well i don't know i probably don't want to go into specifics too much yeah, with that <laughs> did you uh did you see the one you. did you see the one where I, I sent it in the group chat i think yesterday i don't know if you saw that one but um, Sam was talking about like he basically was uh, describing yield farming, but he described it Ponzi. Like, yeah, uh, dude, that's great. Yeah. Like, he he's literally called crypto Ponzi. He's not just yield farming, but crypto several times. And this is the guy that's running one of the largest crypto exchanges in the world. Yes, he would use Alameda, so they would like obviously target ecosystems and pump that ecosystem up, so everybody would pour money into that ecosystem. And essentially, Alameda would rug pull that their money out of the system. Um, so they would basically, um, you know, dump uh, offload their bags to other people and make profit. So, um, again, they, they were like the Death Star of of, uh, of crypto. I mean, they were just like rug, like people just didn't know this. Like this is that this is how like in the bull run, how they operated. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of knew, like, I didn't know the extent of it. I, I just knew that they were doing like yield farming and like going into these ecosystems and generating a bunch of money that way. So, uh, they were just essentially just dunking on retail investors day in and day out. And, uh, I know that's how they got like a lot of their funds and money, but yeah, Sam Bankman, uh, you know, was SBF was talking about how essentially that they would just target ecosystems and how, uh, it'd be a useless box, but people would still put a bunch of money into there because like you just make it sound good enough and people just dump millions and millions of dollars in there. And of course, what you know SBF is gonna do is is as soon as that token pumps 20x, he's out of there and he's onto the next quote unquote box or ecosystem. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. And then and the, the guy that, that was interviewing was a traditional stock guy. And he was like, well, what you're describing kind of sounds like sketchy. Like he's like, yeah. this sounds like a punt. Like he basically called it out. And he was like, this sounds like a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> like, and, uh, and SBF was like, well, uh, I don't know. And I don't know. It's just, it's so bizarre. Like hindsight, right? Hindsight. Hindsight. Yeah, bro. Hindsight. If I'd have, I, let's be real. I, d I didn't know how, how Sam looked before this week. And like, you know, hindsight, he, he seems like a kid running a, a multi-billion dollar company, you know, and like not not trying to be ageist or whatever, but like the amount of trust that people had in somebody with so little experience, even in interviews, he said, like, I don't know how I got here. You know, he basically, you know, like luck or whatever. And this is this is who is trusted. You know, this is who you assigned your funds off to um and you know again this is the guy by the way if you don't know this is obviously <laughs> a uh you know a meme because all these people are have some relation to being not good people um which is these people <laughs> okay. Bro, memes memes are kind of funny this is all response if you weren't here earlier this is all a response to his recent tweets uh, yo what's up alex and crypto he said hey hey Colin, chris how's it going um hey yeah, he's tweeting out what happened, you know. Maybe maybe if we refresh it, we'll get the last letter. Maybe it's happened, maybe it's not. Um but yeah, this some of his <laughs> 
there's there's a lot of memes out there that's for yeah. sure yeah <laughs> yeah bro i just this this whole situation is just it's just a disaster <laughs> it's just a disaster man like at least some people are able to like make funny memes out of it but chamath like weighed in just recently on the whole situation and basically was like yeah it's just a pawn essentially a ponzi he created ftt a token out of thin air and these projects what they did is they accepted that token for like collateral and so yeah ultimately he was able to make money out of thin air and these projects were relying on him to have success of course but his books are obviously cooked and like uh you know over leveraged and all that stuff so um even i don't know if you saw but star atlas a major triple a yeah. game that's supposed or it's a studio that's putting out a game like uh star citizen uh it, it's like the star citizen of web 3 and their funds have uh evaporated to the tune of 50 percent. so their uh their runway to produce a game i think they had like three years of runway is has just disappeared uh by by a factor of 50 percent. so or uh you know yeah it's just insane man and so they're gonna have to they put out a letter basically saying that they're gonna have to raise funds again they had a lot invested in solana as well so not only was their funds in ftx but they were heavily in the solana ecosystem so they got double hit so i suspect it might even be more than 50 percent. so this this isn't their this is what they've invested in so this doesn't necessarily mean what they back if you want to like find a list of companies to like get your money like the heck out of right away you need to go look at the uh the chapter 11 bankruptcy form and it will have a list of all those i don't i could find it but i'm not going to sit here and try to look for it on stream of course but these are so i'm not saying these companies are going to go down but just to give you an idea of their reach you have DeFi, all this you have NFTs and gaming. You probably see Star Atlas in this, as you were mentioning, which really sucks, dude. It really sucks that if you're backed by them, uh, I'm sure it's in there, but I don't see it. Data yeah. and analytics, Some of these, I use Dune every day. Yeah, and these are just what they uh, had exposure. So it, it, it could yeah. just be as little as like 5% exposure, which is like nothing to some of these projects. Like one inch is, they're not going anywhere probably. Yeah. Um, just because they've been around and it's it's a, Again, it's a DeFi, so they're earning fees nonstop every day. So um, I, I don't see some of the, these projects going away. Um, they will, yeah, yeah. I'm, they, I'm not saying that all these projects are gonna like, you know, go down, but it's just come. I mean, like, especially the brokerages. Like, why not play it safe? Like, I don't know if you see, but Ascendex is actually on this list, you know, and we obviously probably have some people in here who have Omi on Ascendex. So it's like, I'm not saying Ascendex is gonna go down, but like why not play it safe yeah i don't i don't trust anything right now i don't even i have right i think i have a couple hundred across exchanges that like if i lose it sucks but whatever but like at the end of the day like i don't trust coinbase and like coinbase has nothing to do with any of this and to me coinbase is like the safest option right now um i have like a hundred something dollars on coinbase because i don't trust it yeah i'd be looking out for press releases from each one of these projects depending on what you invested in uh i'd be looking at their layoffs and seeing who they're if they're laying off people um that could be uh red yeah red flags um that they were exposed you know if it's if it's yeah i mean it, it's just not a good time right now that's for sure and i want to say too like um the crazy thing is it seems like every time we have somebody say that things are going to be okay they follow it up with like uh they followed up with hey we're halting withdrawals you know we saw that exact hook this tweet is unavailable check that out um but so this is from BlockFi. This was a statement saying that the funds are locked up and can't be taken out. And like literally within like 
uh, two days before that, Flory Marquez, um, is she on the team at BlockFi? I, I think she's either on the team or buy something big at BlockFi. All BlockFi products are fully operational. BlockFi is an independent business entity. We have over 400 million line of credit from FTX.us, not FTX.com, and remain an independent entity until at least July 2023. So that's guaranteeing safety, safety until July 2023. Yet within two days, they say, hey, sorry, we're halting withdrawals. And they, they even sent out tweets, not just from, you might say, well, maybe Flory Marquez did not know what she was talking about. Um, I don't know if I could find the tweet in this thread, but because uh, some people quoted it. But BlockFi literally within a day was saying like, customers you have nothing to be concerned about uh like we're fine right now don't worry and then sorry we're halting withdrawals so like i wouldn't even trust it if your exchange sends you like a yo dude we're all good you know type of thing like you're probably not good i would i would <laughs> probably not good yeah i i mean this is just insane because it's like this has happened so many times now just in the past like six months like Luna was like, everything's okay, Doquan. Everything's good. We're still good. Uh, ste- what do you say? Like steady, steady as she goes, or as said something like that. Um, and then obviously it collapsed. And then we've seen the same thing with Celsius, like with uh, what's his name, and he mentioned the same thing, like oh everything's fine. And then they collapsed, and so it's just we're seeing this play out. Like it's just a tr- like at this point, how can you take any founder serious because? Um, then you had SBF like, oh, everything's fine. And then CZ tweets out like, no, everything's not fine. And then, then FTX just collapses. And then SBF again, you know, everything should be fine in terms of FTX US. And then they ended up freezing everybody's funds and locking the whole platform up. So it's like, it's honestly a joke uh, at this point. Like, how can you trust any founder anymore on when it comes to, um, you know, a CFI, you know, these centralized finance exchanges. So, um, it, it, it like you mentioned earlier, this is just going to be, uh, one of those things that impacts crypto for a long time. Yeah. I, I don't like it, but it makes sense. This isn't possibly going to be a, uh, what a, a winter. It's going to be an ice age. I mean, oh. I, I mean, this could have been like, so, I mean, there is silver lining. Um, it, it could be the best thing that has happened to crypto in terms of uh, showing regulators, hey, like we need to regulate centralized exchanges uh, because this seems to be a theme of retail investors and traders getting dunked on by these uh, guys that are supposed to be the smartest in the room. Turns out they're, they're Ponzi uh, artists. And uh, so there has to be regulation in terms of that. Hopefully we have smart politicians or at least smart people in DC. Um, and I know there is some advocates there, but we need more yeah. in crypto to advocate for true decentralization and uh, you know, for protocols that um, do that, that are decentralized and can just do business as usual, as long as they're doing their uh, due diligence and, and, and retail traders are paying taxes. I think we're fine. And it proves that like, these centralized exchanges need oversight in terms of a centralized mechanism and system. Dude, I think it's crazy. Uh, some of my content creators I really respect, uh, they were sponsored by um, by FTX, uh, PO, uh, and Nick. Uh, they weren't currently sponsored, but they're sponsored for a while. And uh, I, I remember that. Saw, yeah. I don't know if you saw, but 
that's crazy, right? The fact that, dude, all oh, this blows my mind. The Duquan and and Sam are still not in jail. Like, what? Like, uh, and he's freaking tweeting, right? If he's tweeting, I don't know. It could be somebody else. Um, but anyways, he sponsored PO for whatever. PO and Nick packed up from New York City and flew out to the Bahamas to like do like an active news report uh, journalism on this. And uh, it was pretty funny. I mean, they didn't find anything <laughs> substantial, but they literally did go to the Bahamas just to try to report this. Um, so shout, shout out to, to the <laughs> portal for being so that. Goofy, man. Yeah, for being <laughs> crack journalism yeah let's be some crack journalists and just like tuning in from my iphone like <laughs> we see doquan in the background i don't know like oh man yeah this yeah. was pretty funny um yeah somebody says uh that they transitioned from feeling like binance was like not trustworthy to now being the the thing that they trust the most so that's that's me too me too i mean uh yeah at the beginning of the year like binance i was like oh they're so powerful they 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 have so much um you know my fear was that they were too big and taking over too much that they could mm. like you know end up in an ftx scenario but it's proven otherwise they've proven to be the kind of like the savior of crypto in a sense and like expose this uh whole thing and and finding out that ftx could have been responsible for collapsing voyager and celsius so yep. this the rabbit hole goes deeper. So um, according uh, like uh, what was it the three arrow capital as well? That kind of was like the first initial um, what started everything, right? Three arrows capital, then uh, or I guess previously it was Luna, then three arrows, then Voyager. My bad, <laughs> I meant to pull this good. down. But uh, yeah, it, it's like so people are thinking SBF might have been behind that. And now, like, it's like you wait till the recession's here and then you finally pull the pin on that grenade. And so what we're witnessing is that, that like, final explosion. Like, everybody, like, crowded in this room and SVF pulled the pin on the grenade. And we're all just like, well, SOL. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And there's even conspiracies that CZ involved. Like, because, you know, so we didn't mention this earlier. But originally, Binance, the uh, CEO of Binance, CZ, was going to bail out FTX. But basically, he said, hey, I'm going to look at the books, and if it looks good, I'm going to buy it. And so he did that, and then the next day, he said, books don't look good. Looks like this dude's been scamming you. Looks like he took money, did unethical things. I don't want it. So the crypto market, like that's when it like went all the way down, plunged, bounced yeah. back up. Yeah, and then it plunged after that. Um, but there's conspiracies. I have one right here and I haven't read the full thread yet. Uh, it's from Mario. He's the one that's been like doing these like nonstop spaces. Um, granted, yeah, there's, like a, there's, there's a layered conspiracy behind him, dude. I don't know if you read that, but like, it, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And it's actually solid, like a solid conspiracy behind the person who's like constantly in spaces debunking all of this. Like, Oh, it's so layered. It's so layered. Um, but let me find his specific tweet real quick. Well, with conspiracy land, there's always a conspiracy behind the conspiracy behind that one behind that one. It, it just doesn't end. Like I'm good. I, I like I love a good conspiracy, and some of them I believe like there there are conspiracies out there. Like some of them are probably real, but then let's like most of them are not because it's just like we let our imagination just like go through yeah. the ether my first thoughts was cz could have been involved though just because how fast and how like it was like okay sbf tweets okay cz tweeted 
and it was like so perfect that they collapsed like the market. So I don't know. It's just so odd how perfect that that whole sequence of events happened. Apparently, they were like rivals too. Like they really didn't like each other. So that, that doesn't help the situation. Uh, let's see what it was. It says there's a darker story that you don't know. I'll just go ahead and read this little part real quick. It's not that long. Um, during the space, a notable and respected person came on stage and shared a story with, with Sam FTX, causing the Luna crash and taking down 3AC, which is what you just said, Kyle. Uh, CZ knew this. Apparently, CZ warned Sam of his reckless actions on multiple occasions, but SBF ignored him. As things got worse, CZ saw no choice but to make the issue public. This led to an infamous tweet by CZ three days ago that took down FTX. CZ had no choice. This story was shared live in my space. Listen to recording. I asked for the source to ensure it's not misinformation, and it turned out to be a very close friend of CZ. The speaker was a senior person at a major centralized exchange. Uh, my tweet went viral, instantly reaching 1 million people. So why did I delete it? Uh, well, it seems that this info was meant to be confidential, and the person who shared it immediately faced significant pressure and threats. I also flooded my DMs to avoid this courageous person getting in trouble. I immediately deleted this tweet, which was right here. This shows the complete lack of transparency in crypto. We all talk about decentralization and self-regulation, yet some of the biggest names had no idea of the things happening behind the scenes. How is this decentralization? How can crypto mature and flourish with all the BS? I will continue to have blah, blah, blah. It's just a shout out. So I guess he never did get down to the exact conspiracy. I'll be surprised if the comments don't talk about it. Um, but essentially, it was just CZ setting up for all of this. This is crazy. Like, this is what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, CZ, uh, Sam being connected to Alameda, FTX, FTX, US, FTX Ventures. And this might be the list that we're talking about of all the things that were tagged. God, man, this is there. And obviously, like, even BitBoy was trying to, like, basically say what was going on. And, uh, you know, he had sources and kind of inside, well, not inside, well, he did have inside information. I think people, he had mentioned that people were coming to him to, like, report it. Um, and, and that it was credible, like, his investigation team, like, verified everything before he, like, came out and said it. Um, and there's other people, there's other accounts of people like calling BS on SBF and FTX saying that like when they interviewed SBF, he was never able to say like where he got his initial funding from. Like it was always like he never had a straight answer. And mm -hmm. like, yeah, a lot of people were just calling BS like that. Like it, it would Elon be did. Yeah. Because uh, SBF wanted, yeah. wanted to apparently invest three billion in his Twitter acquisition. And Elon basically said, no, where did you get the money from? Or it was something like that, and he didn't trust it, so he didn't accept it. Yeah, there was another guy too. Like, uh, I guess like he was calling BS on everything about SBF as well, and saying like he every time he's asked SBF about that, like there was no there was no real answer, no real response. And Chamath even was like, uh, I, I can't remember what Chamath exactly said actually, but he was just somewhere along the lines like. They created a, a token out of thin air, and I mean, it's just Ponzi 101, and they took that to the to the extreme, right? They printed the money, the fake tokens, uh, magic internet money, and over leveraged FTT. it, yeah, FTT, and then they used that as collateral, uh, and, and obviously overextended themselves to like the twentieth power, <laughs> like it's like insane what they did and got away with but yeah oh no yeah sbf went to chamath 
and Chamath uh, had his team look at all the FTX stuff and his team came back with recommendations is like, Hey, the first thing you should do is get a board and you should do these other different action items before we like invest in you. Mm-hmm. And it was like in their $17 billion, like funding round or whatever. That's right. Yeah. And, and I guess, uh, SBS team came back and said, F you literally like they said, F you. And so that was the end of that, that negotiation. So, weird stuff like weird and, stuff and they didn't have a board like it ended up they, not, they didn't even have a board yeah they, there was never a board yeah there was just spf and that was it he had like the sole control over everything which is very very odd and strange so yeah i mean even mr wonderful he said he he, he he's gonna fly down to washington and like demand regulation and uh you know he's been he was a big proponent and big like uh, spokesperson for ftx was like this would be the last place like you know that would anything bad would happen and you can trust FTX and you know he invested billions of dollars or not billions but he invested millions of dollars into FTX so it's just uh, of course Tom Brady got caught up in it invested what was it 650 million dollars like yeah. I don't know how Tom's even gonna play the rest of the football season with that amount of loss like I, I could I couldn't oh, even dude. I couldn't even imagine. I feel bad for Tom. Like going, like he he's like he's going yeah, through a he lot. Probably he probably didn't mean to, man. You know, like all El Salvador's Bitcoin was on FTX. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't. That would be, dude. Can you imagine? I had like, one dollar like, uh, on FTX. Uh, like, can you imagine? Because you know, like El Salvador is like went all in on Bitcoin. Like, can you imagine that Bitcoin was on FTX? Like, somebody says, like what would have happened? Somebody says, watch Becker's video. Yeah, so Becker um yeah i mean he he always has pretty good takes he's pretty pretty savvy about it um he sits kyle in his a, kyle is a alex becker maxi by the way <laughs> i'm not a maxi I, i'm just <laughs> like so it, it's weird like uh i've known about becker since like 10 years ago and uh, when he was doing like his seo like basic internet marketing stuff and uh so i know him from that and then fast forward he actually was like ant like he called crypto a scam i think at one point and I, was, I I even remember on Facebook, I remember being like, bro, are you serious? Like, I was like, what? And uh, fast forward today, he's like crypto maxi. But um, yeah, back then there's a time that Becker wasn't even like, he didn't even like crypto. But um, fast forward till now, like, uh, ironically, I got into his like NFT project, Neo Tokyo. And, I, and now I'm like in the same Discord server, like a private Discord server with him and the Neo Tokyo. And hey, it might be I, a good time for me to buy in. No, yeah, I actually, I mean, shoot, yeah, just wait till like Christmas, and I'm sure everybody's selling like their NFTs. But uh, yeah, I'm interested in what he has to say. He did a tweet the other day, and uh, it it are he summed it up pretty well in the tweet as well. Yeah, he had a recent tweet. It wasn't really a summation, but it was a response to the what thing. Um, that was pretty good. I'll pull that up real quick because that was super recent. <laughs> Dude, people are so awful. <laughs> I let them get away. It says I let them get away with it. Oh my gosh. Why? 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 Yeah, it was this one. Pretty sure Sam just got upsteen while mid tweet on <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. Uh because well, he just said on that Twitter, word. yeah. That last word. Bro, I don't even know. Um, oh, I died when I saw that guy. <laughs> Gabriel <Bro>. Haynes. <laughs> The oh, sword, yeah. that machete guy it's got a lot of cussing in it so i don't know if you'll want to play that one but no, uh I mean, that, yeah well <laughs> yeah um 
Becker's had Let's a lot see, of scroll, takes on this. Scroll down a little bit. I think he uh, it was like I, a, a day or two ago. This is a little bit beside the STX point, FTX, FTX point. Um, but I do want to know your opinion on this. This somebody's been on crypto for a while. Like, what do you think about the Tether thing? Like, Tether being pinned to Bitcoin. Like, do you think that's that's plausible for that to happen or undepegged? Depegged. Um, yeah. So, uh, I I don't know. I mean, Tether has always been the uh, the kind of the center of attention for so long. I mean. At this point, I don't know how Tether would not like would fail at this point unless they were just running a giant Ponzi in the background. I well, mean, that's what he's I, ar- that's what he's arguing though. Like, I mean, right. this tweet, like obviously he's being snarky, but we can't trust exchanges, crypto banks, lenders, decentralized coin owners. But bros, trust me, the those dudes literally printing money via stable coins in the corner. They're fine. Totes cool. Bastions of ethics, <laughs> fun, safe. I'm sure they are beyond reproach. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice to see some transparency, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, Tether's been around forever. Uh, if they collapse, the entire crypto market goes it goes cr- not it goes crypto uh, ice age to like crypto like apocalypse, like like crypto. Uh, the a meteor is going to hit the earth and like wipe crypto out for like the next thousand years. Like that's oh. what would happen if Tether went belly up. So we you better think hope- Tether goes belly up is the end of crypto. No, not the end. It would just like impl- it, the planet would explode, and then it would take like uh, like thousands of years for humans and plants to come back, like the movie Wall-E. You know, yeah. it, it would <laughs> we would essentially be like in this like little space like ship and living in there for a while before we could float back to Earth and like safely oh, restore crypto. But that's how it would be, um, just because how exposed uh, Tether is to the like everything, like literally everything. We're talking about DeFi. We're talking about everything. And so, yeah, it, that would be awful. I do think they have backed up funds. I just don't know like how much they do, and it would be nice to know. Um, but that's why we have seen the rise of other stables. USDC, like with Circle, um, pushing for like stable coin, like reg- at least like regulation so they can like be a th- actual legit stable coin. Um, so there's like a lot of like, stuff out there that is trying to like uh be the next like tether or the next I mean, the gems and vivi ended up having an exploit you remember that oh yeah oh yeah you know i asked reese on live stream to, about the books a couple days ago <laughs> yeah what did you what, what was uh what was that about uh go watch that video i'll leave it top you know pinned to the uh top <laughs> No, 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 just tell us right uh, here. Just... Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Um, it was, he didn't answer the question. Uh, it was actually a question. So, <laughs> he didn't answer was, the uh, question. It was a question somebody else asked. And I feel like, I felt awkward asking it, of course, because like, I mean, I literally just asked the team to show me their book. I, it's just a weird thing. You know, it's kind of like going up to a person like, hey man, how much you make? You know, like, it's just kind of weird. Um, but I did ask because I asked pretty much everything. Um and he basically just said he didn't feel comfortable. But I mean, it was a, I thought it was a solid acquisition because like, or a solid question because with so much uncertainty, you almost want to see like, hey, if, um, you know, if, if stuff hits the fan, am I going to be able to get my money out? Uh, it, he did answer the whole like uh, collectible thing though. Like basically if somebody, if you sell an NFT for $250,000, how do you know that you're going to get that NFT back? How do you know that you're going to get that $250,000 out? Well, that that question's obvious, you know, because the two hundred fifty thousand dollars just came from somebody else. So, you know, you just get their two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I think the problem would be more so like, what if we all got a lot of money and then like we all try to withdraw at the same time? But I guess like that's a hypothetical. And like, I mean, honestly, 
you could try if everybody in the US wanted to try to get their money out of the banks at the same time, they couldn't. Like literally, like you would not be able to get your money out of the bank if everybody tried at the same time. So like it's kind of like a is a I'll try to th- <laughs> I'll try to think of the phrase. Uh, well, that's why while you're thinking of that, that's why a lot of uh, exchanges halt and like freeze the freeze transactions. So a lot of people like think that these exchanges are like experiencing issues and they might publicly say like, oh, we're experiencing issues. That's why we halted and fr- frozen some accounts. No, it's because yeah. everybody's running for the door and that's what's yeah. literally happening. So um, don't be fooled by exchanges telling you otherwise. They're literally freezing funds and freezing transactions because they have to build that liquidity back up and they're panicking on the back end trying to build that liquidity up for people to cash out. Um it's- Decentralization is supposed to solve that, but I think about it. Solana freeze their blockchain. Binance freeze their blockchain. Um, who else was it? So like, it, that's, yeah, liquidity. That's, yeah, liquidity crunches are, are are real too. So liquidity crunches can happen on uh, liquidity pools as well. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, if you're able to shut down your blockchain or if you're able to uh, manipulate the crunch based on how much money is owned by a certain entity, is that decentralization? um like you know so that that's a big argument back towards bitcoin um because bitcoin is slow you know it, it's blocks take forever i don't know if you've ever like just watched the block time on bitcoin it, it, it was like i have minutes. yeah yeah it's, it's and, a I, lot. I, and i have when it was congested and it would take hours to get bitcoin yeah it would take hours but part of that is so it won't be manipulated in the process you know whereas like um again solana they saw a huge whale trying to cash out so they immediately cut the process um, because Solana's fast, so they're able to act fast accordingly and shut down the chain essentially during that time period, so he couldn't cash out. Like, so it, you know, it's something to think about when deciding on like which blockchain is. If your goal is decentralization, like which blockchain you're choosing. Yeah, and uh, a lot of that too is Bitcoin is like obviously runs on a decentralized mechanism for now. Um, the Lightning Network isn't so much. It is, but it isn't decentralized in a sense, like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of explanation that has to go into that, that most people won't really understand the underlying technology in Lightning Network. So I'm not going to like, I'll save you and spare you like the techie jargon. But um, essentially, you're not actually sending Bitcoin back and forth in the Lightning Network. Like you're sending like a promise. It's like an IOU system. And then finally, when uh, you say, okay, I want my Bitcoin and I want to cash it out, so to speak. Then finally, like the Bitcoin will transact and then go through and submit it on the layer one Bitcoin. Essentially, that's how that works. Um, so a lot of, there's been a lot of argument around like how like if they should even go lightning or not and who runs like the developer side of Bitcoin now. Um, so there's still a lot of arguments happening in Bitcoin land. But yeah, in terms of Bitcoin, it's still decentralized. It, they're still um miners and there's still a process and algorithm that has to take place same thing with ethereum um as well like it's super decentralized these other blockchains like you mentioned solana not so much they like their their nodes uh, are far far there's far less nodes and there's it's way more it's like a super cluster really it's like this one yeah. node um versus like a dispersed nodes everywhere you know all across the globe and world so you want the as much nodes and as many nodes and as decentralized as possible versus this like you know where solana there's only like cluster like you know there's just very finite amount of nodes like super nodes essentially that can be attacked and you don't want like to suffer a 51 percent attack on your blockchain because you'll get your entire blockchain can get hacked 
and you can yeah. get double double spending and you know all that shenanigans a good little lesson and i actually didn't know all that about like uh not litecoin or what it was lightning bitcoin lightning. yeah light, I, knew, lightning. I knew i knew what it was like i knew it's a transactional bitcoin but i didn't realize it was like an iou it makes sense because you can't send a bitcoin uh you know just instantly i actually bought my first bitcoin nft last like two weeks ago um got a crash punk you know i bought it on a layer 1.5 basically not quite a layer two um and yeah it was pretty cool um yeah we can uh look some comments and probably wrap up soon out of respect to your time kyle i appreciate you coming on to talk about ftx debacle with me we gotta do this more often by the way guys um definitely subscribe to kyle if you're here watching this right now and you're not subscribed to him subscribe to me if you're if you're watching this and not subscribe to me like the video for youtube algorithms also uh, we're not wrapping up yet. We're, we're going to do a few questions or uh, engage the chat a little bit. Um, I'm not going to throw Kyle in the spot, but we're talking about doing a weekly Twitter space together um, on just this, on content creation, on news, uh, on a lot of other stuff. So if you're interested in that, you know, let us know um, and plan on just, you know, of course, doing more videos together like this in the future. So I'm going to speak for you on that, Kyle. I don't know. You, st you still feeling that? <laughs> that Hang on, let me send a lightning network transaction message back to you and I'll get back oh, to you okay. on that. No, I'm kidding. No, yeah, me and Chris are going to do some content and uh, we'll be talking about conspiracies. No, I'm kidding. No, we'll, we'll be, uh, yeah, we'll be doing Twitter spaces. Be on the lookout for those. And uh, and so, yeah, I'm super excited. So I had my mouse hovering over the remove button. If you would have like, you know, been like, nah, actually, I'm not interested. I would have been like, bam, sorry. You're, uh, you're Garrett, not allowed. You're just rugged, <laughs> just rugged yeah. me like mid-sentence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sbf man. me right off the screen oh man too soon Too oh soon. yeah it is too soon yeah it's it's actually it's pretty tragic what has happened so hopefully yeah. nobody was like hurt too bad in in terms of like the funds on ftx and all that stuff so yeah, yeah heart goes were, out to everybody out there if you are please reach out to somebody for help um you know they're you're more important than money seriously you know it is a lot, people lost money and some people take their lives over that so like please don't um, yeah, especially in the VV community, if somebody needs to sell a collectible for these times, like in, in this season, like Christmas, like don't judge them. I mean, th these are serious times. I mean, the economy was already bad. We were already in a recession and FTX just happened. So like in the community, we really need to be supportive of each other. If somebody decides to sell a little bit of Omi or a collectible, like just let them off the hook. It's Christmas time. I mean, come on, guys, let's be real. And I'm not saying like everybody goes so collectibles, by the way, it's not financial advice. I'm just saying if you see somebody in the community, like don't, don't, don't kick them while they're down. Like you don't know what that person's going through. And like, I always like, um, think of it too, as this is like, I remember we had one guy, I think it was on Facebook. He, uh, was like going through like cancer treatment or his wife was or something crazy. And he needed to sell like a collectible. Like it was actually a pretty good, decent amount. It was like four grand um and like it was during the bull market and so he was like basically having to explain like why he was selling that collectible and i was like bro like don't even like i don't know it's just like we 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 kind of dogpile too much on each other on this community a little bit so anyways just wanted to put that out there so people like are like oh why is so-and-so selling like maybe think about the season a little bit it's christmas you know people are going through different times and different things let's be cognizant of that and uh and blame Cavell. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, we're about to uh, see Cavell in a couple of days, so pretty pumped about that. Hey, oh yeah, at Decon. I'm pretty excited about Z -Con. that. Decon. 
If yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I got to start getting ready for that and prepping for that very soon. Uh, our Daniel uh, said, Kyle and Chris are the goats. Can't wait, can't wait. Heck yeah, guys. Daniel, thanks so much for stopping by, man. Really, yeah, appreciate Daniel, what's going on? Man? Alex Crypto said, percentage wise, how much Omi do you hold on a ledger versus in the VV app? I hold 50 50. Um, like pretty much 50 50. It's like slightly off. Shoot, I'll uh, catch up with my my VD balance real quick in these markets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, my I, I tweeted about this the other day. Um, there are some really good responses there. there, are some really good rebuttals that defeated my tweet. But ultimately, I feel like you know, of course, the whole thing right now is tr- distrust and keeping your money on a platform. But in my eyes, if like VV were to like go down and go bankrupt or something like that, hypothetically, what good is my homie anyways? You know, so so like at the end of the day, like I don't really care as much because like if I yeah. lose the if VV goes down, I feel like my homie goes down regardless of if it's on my ledger or regardless if it's on um, the VV app. Now, the the best response I saw to that though is if VV does ban your account for whatever reason, you know, and especially if it's unjustified, whatever. And then you have that Omi locked up, then you lose the Omi too. That that was the best response I saw because that's very true. I wouldn't want Omi to continue to do well and my account be banned for X, Y, or Z and then not be able to sell. So that would be like the number one reason not to keep it on VV. Or if you're just actively trading it, there's really no reason to have it on VV. But my Omi that I don't really care about selling anytime soon, I, there's really no reason for me not to have it in the app. Yeah, yeah. that's Those are all good thoughts. You know, I think it's going to come down to like the individual and what they're doing what they're talking what they want out of it and the risk management so it's all like a personal decision um you know i'm not gonna say like somebody should or shouldn't keep you know omi on something that's i mean everybody's an adult hopefully and can figure that out for themselves but uh for me yeah i'm like 50 50 like uh because i want some master collectors points and if ev wants to you know if they're going to drop a big brand i want to be a part of that um, and make money on the collectible side. But then there's uh, the my the trader side where I do have a lot of experience in trading and I do want to swing trade and accumulate more tokens. So um, I'll do that along with some like liquidity pool stuff uh, when the market is like not ridiculous. Um, I'll probably like lock up some stuff in a liquidity pool for like short amount of time. Uh, this isn't something you should do like people out there because most people in the VV community don't have experience in DeFi land. So I don't recommend it. But uh, yeah, so like I'll play around with some tokens, and uh, that's just my personal strategy. So, um, yeah, I just I just got <laughs> those are all good got, points though. I just got corrected. Thank you, big big J seventy eight. You can still lock into your VV app, VV web wallet, even if you're banned from VV. So those tokens aren't locked from you. That's a good mm, point. That's nice. I didn't know that. I've never been banned. Uh, nacho <laughs> cheese, nacho cheese. That's what blockchain. Nacho- Rick said, oh, <laughs> I always say not your keys, not your coffee, just because, like, you know, it kind of makes sense. But because, like, it, does, the, it doesn't not, not your... you're quit, you quit shilling. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just playing. No, that's cool. I like that. I like that. No, I feel like yeah, I need I, to come up. I, I feel like I need to come up with a slogan now. Not your keys, not your Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> not, not your keys, not your, I don't know what you got, bro. Um, not your 10K nah. subs, not your 10K subs, not your keys. <laughs> Nacho NFTs. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I like that. I feel like it's probably. I feel like somebody's already patented that, but that, that yeah. was good. Yeah, it makes sense, dude. No, yeah, it's it's already too late. I I, I I'm fresh out. Nacho keys, nacho coffee sounds way better. 
not your keys, not your coffee. So we're going to conclude on that. Kyle, thank you so much for joining today. Chat, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys. Everybody watching, really appreciate you. Again, these are really hard times, and I can't stress this enough. Mental health means a lot to me. Please reach out to somebody, even if you have to DM me or something, if you're going through a hard time. Obviously, like, I'm I'm super busy right now, but, like, if you're going through a hard time, reach out to me, like, you know, like, or whoever. Uh, get Find somebody close to you. Um, it's a lot of it's hard on a lot of people right now, and that's that's not to belittle your situation at all. Um, we can all fight through, through this together. Uh, not everybody's going to decon, but I'm excited because, like, despite how awful this week has been, and yes, it's been awful for me, and I'm not even allowed to say why on air. Um, I get to see some people I've been talking to for over almost two years now. So, uh, this Thursday at decon or this Friday, and um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. If anybody's watching this and isn't involved with Vivi, I'll be at art. Uh, can you say it, Kyle? You know, you know how to pronounce it better. Wait, what? The the art Miami. <laughs> art Miami. No, oh, Basil. Art Basil. 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 I apparently said I said Art Wait. Basil earlier. I'll be at Art Basil. Um, art Basil. November twenty ninth through the third. That's in Miami. Um, if anybody watch, is going to be there and just wants to like hang out and stuff. Lucky, bro. Lucky. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'll be at some crypto events. Hopefully, like in the not so distant future as well. So for those crypto heads, there, there um, won't be any. This is probably the last year. Dude. It's like right. it's like one person in the crowd. Like, yeah, yay, go yeah. for crypto, and it's like just me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so my Ultraman says uh, bye to uh, everybody. I don't know dude, if you saw the like Christmas it. tree. Yeah, bro, he's twerking on the tree. I like it. I see. Yeah, him. my wife see, did that. Nice. That is yeah. really cool. He's coming in like a wrecking ball. I need a I need to get some themed background. I just got my Todd and V friends back here, and I got a Pokeball. I choose you. Who said that? Somebody said that. No. D Duckin said, uh, "Great stream. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Duckin, for stopping by." Daniel said, "Thanks." And Duckin also said, "Big red circle." Hey, here's the big red circle. Is this what he's talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, oh I yeah, not it. your not your keys, not your big red circle. <laughs> not your keys. Not it doesn't have a ring to that. Though. Oh, here this does. Not your keys, not your golden tokapi. You can't really see it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. Man. Not your keys. Not your. <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna end it if it was a banger right there, but now I'll just conclude. Bye, guys. See you guys next time. Thanks for joining.